Hey, John. What? Did you know about this weird, like, Welsh Christmas monster called Mary Louise? I think I've heard about it a little bit. I can't say I know a great deal about it, though. Okay, so Hannah, I know you've researched the Mary Lloyd. Lloyd. I don't exactly know if I'm pronouncing it so, wrong. Hit us up, Welsh people, if we are. Yeah, um, as I understand it, there's different pronunciations of it all oh, over Wales. Oh, in different regions. So I'm going to go with Mary Lloyd because it just about fits with my uh, Midlands accent and I can say it. But yeah, we're almost certainly saying it wrong. Okay, so for the <laughs> disclaimer, for the purposes of this video, we're going with Mary Lloyd. Yeah, so you start with a horse's skull. Okay, yeah. On a pole with, like, a wire to the jaw so that you can make the jaw go snap. A bit like Big Bird's face. Oh, yeah, so like a, like some sort of puppet. Yeah, but it's a horse skull. Okay, yeah. But that Well, you know I love me some skulls, so it sounds good to me. You then get, like, a white cape that you attach to that to cover the person that's operating Oh, yeah, it. okay. And... Get some pretty ribbons, because it's Christmas. Yeah, why not? What, tis the season Maybe and all that. Maybe some bells. Yeah, the old saying, tis the season to get out your horse skull. And they take that round the villages, okay. knocking on the doors of like the isolated houses and the pubs, and they do this like sort of like a rap battle. Okay. I'm guessing it's not a rap battle, because I... For, I, forgive me, I Welsh think, people, you're not known for your rappers. That's all I'm saying. I, I think these days sometimes it kind of is, but usually it's more like, you know, the sort of sing-song nursery rhymes that have, like, a call and response? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's that kind of a thing. But obviously everybody does it a bit different because it depends on who's there and how they go about it. It's supposed to be an organic kind of a thing. So, I mean, have you got an example of, like, what sort of things they'd sing or...? So the the whole sort of rap battle thing is called I think a pwingo. That's P W N G C O. And again, forgive us Welsh yeah. people. I'm not even going to attempt to throw a Welsh accent on it. Now there's an example on Wikipedia of this. Okay. And it's got English translation. I presume we're going with that version. And I'm not going to give you quite the English translation. I'm going to give you the thing that came into my head the moment I saw it. Okay. Which is, here we come, walking down the street. We got a big scary horse head. We want something to eat. Okay. So, the people inside have to sing a song back. Right. And tell it to go away. And this goes back and forth for a bit. Okay. And eventually, they let the group in, share a bit of food, if they've got food to share, off they go to the next house. Okay. So, nobody really knows where this started or, like, where it comes from. The first time there's any, like, written record of it is from about 1800. Oh, right, okay, so it's going back a fair old ways then. Compared to some of the sort of folk customs that we've got evidence of, yeah. Um, but obviously, British folk customs, there was like a huge chunk of time where none of it was written down or acknowledged. Yeah. And loads of stuff got destroyed and then rebuilt. And 
it's a re-worked. rebuilt again. Yeah. And I love that about British folk customs. There will be people that will say, oh, this is a solid tradition that's been exactly the same for 5,000 years and it goes back to the such and such tribe. See? But as far as I can tell, there isn't any proof of that. It may be true. See, there you go, Hollywood. You thought you were the first rebooting everything endlessly and redoing old material. We've been doing it in Britain for ages. Yeah. Um, Probably better as well. Uh, and we've been doing horrible things to people that aren't English for a lot longer as well. Wow, well, yeah, that is true. Yeah. There's some theories that this comes from the uh, Welsh famines when basically the English were taking... Uh, everything the Welsh had got, much as we did to yeah, Ireland, Ireland and Scotland, yeah, yeah. Uh, much as we then went on to do to the rest of the world. Yeah, we have got prior. <laughs> but this fun little thing, nobody really knows where it's come from. One of my mates has a theory, and okay. I, I'm going to share this theory. There's a bunch of lads down the pub one Christmas Eve... And it's freezing cold. And nobody's seen the old bloke from the top of the hill for, like, a week. And nobody really likes the old bloke from the top of the hill. But they still want to go and, like, make sure he's all right. Yeah. And then they realise that there's, like, an old horse skull sitting somewhere in the building. And they think, oh... We're going to go and give him a Christmas Eve scare because he's such a Scrooge. Okay. <laughs> so they go up to his house and they rattle his windows and they sing a song do, you know. and he tells them to go do one and they sing another song and ask to be let in. Maybe they've brought him something to eat. Maybe he's got loads of food and they need to ask him to share some round a bit. But in the end, he lets them in. And they all share a drink together. And a few years later, you've got gangs of people doing this, going round to check up on all the old folks, all the people that maybe don't go down to the pub, don't want to be in the village for whatever reason, but they still want to go and check that they're all right through the winter. So um, your friend's theory is it potentially all started off as like a bit of a prank mm-hmm. and as part of like checking up on isolated members of a community at a sort of seasonal time of year, very cold, you know, like especially with older people, you know, when you're a bit worried about them um, and you know, they want to have a bit of a fun and there's probably a bit of drink flowing as well. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that sounds reasonable to me. I like the sound of that. So, yeah, uh, crazy Welsh folk customs with its crazy morbid horse. Yeah is just the kind of thing that is ideal for D&D. Okay, so how so then? I mean, it sounds an interesting legend, but how does this connect with like RPGs? So, first up, you've got a ready-made monster there. There are already a couple of versions of it. If you just Google Married with D&D, you'll be able to find them. Um, generally speaking, here's an undead monster... He's got a couple of singing powers. And a big horse head. A big horse head, and probably some powers related to, like, feast and famine, or um, fertility in the land. Yeah, that makes sense. So, that's obviously a really good way to put it into your game if you wanted to do a one-off game. Here's a monster, it's terrorising the local area. Your players go and kill the monster. 
Huzzah. Yeah, that sounds like a, a basic sort of standard D&D framework that you could quite now, easily drop this into. What I'd do with this is I'd make it a folk custom that happens sort of as described, where it's an honour to play the Marilwit, and it's something maybe your bard gets offered to do, or maybe another member of your player group gets offered to be the guy holding the horse head. Yeah. Because that is quite an honour. Tell you what, it might be an interesting thing to do as well. Like if you're playing in a game where sort of hiring like henchmen and sort of stuff like that's a big thing, it might be an idea that if you do particularly well at it, maybe next time you hire some henchmen in that village, you get a bonus. Cause they're like, oh yeah, you're that guy who sang that song at, uh, when you did the Marinoid last year. It would be quite a fun thing for a player party to do. And obviously you'd have to add more to that adventure. Yeah. Maybe you also add in a Marilwood monster that is an undead creature of famine that you have to go and destroy. Maybe you throw in something completely different. I'd love to see the Marilwood versus Krampus epic rap battle, because you know that would be amazing. What about you? Well, I was thinking, I mean, obviously the tendency, as you're saying, the obvious tendency is to do it as an undead creature because it's got this big skull head. However, I also think you could do a, an interesting version of it. You did it more as like a phase sort of style creature because mm-hmm. they tend to be aspected with the seasons and stuff like that, which is what you're talking about, so like, you know, powers of famine and feast and stuff like Definitely that. Definitely a winter spirit. Yeah, so I think, yeah, you, you could do it as like a sort of a winter fae that represents the, the sort of hunger that winter brings you know the crops aren't available anymore you have to sort of like scrimp and save and you know you have to sort of like prepare for it otherwise you could be in trouble but also it represents the fact that the good side because if they don't tend to just be good or bad they're sort of like both sides of the same coin there's a bit of a duality going on there but i won't go into that in this uh podcast but it also represents with the whole idea of like going out to check on the community it represents the more positive side of those mm-hmm. harsh times with these communities sort of like pulling together and checking up on each other and making sure they sort of get through the winter as a community one other thing you could possibly do is if you had it as a creature mm-hmm. rather than just like a tradition or maybe it's the creature that the tradition is based on perhaps it is sort of like a uh, a sort of fae style creature that used to leave offerings for fae and stuff like that mm-hmm. maybe it does turn up and knock on your door and like ask to be let in and given some food and if you like leave some food outside for it or whatever you get certain benefits that help you through the winter or maybe if you don't leave stuff out for it you know you get cursed or there's some sort of negative effect that makes the winter harsher for you to survive and I think that could be really cool for D&D, because as we were saying earlier, the tendency for a sort of stereotypical D&D encounter is like, here is big monster, go hit it with swords. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think the, the benefit of these sort of like fey slash like traditional style creatures is often the legends that they're associated with mean that you could do so much more with them than just like, oh, this is a three-hit pulling undead creature with some sonic attacks or whatever. <laughs> Which is, is another thing I was going to say as well, because like, sonic attacks, aside from bards, don't really tend to get used all that often. Well, yeah, obviously, you know I love to play a bard. She does, so She does. I do. So Fucking it struck me as something that's very specifically a bard monster. Yeah. That having a bard in your party would make all the difference in fighting it as a monster or in using it in any other way. Yeah, I mean, it's also, you could also do it as a sort of like 
because I like monsters where they have sort of like a, a well-defined weakness. And if you're like, you know, like vampires, they're repelled by garlic or whatever. If you're like clever enough or canny enough to like investigate the monster a bit beforehand and do a bit of role play and a bit of investigation, you can potentially find out that weakness, and that gives you the tangible benefit if you've got an advantage when and if you do face it later on. So perhaps there's a specific song that like if it's sung it like repels the creature or maybe it appeases it in some way and you can have quite an interesting sort of like investigation where like maybe this tradition's been all but forgotten and for some reason it's this creature started materializing again but like the old song they used to sing no one really remembers it now or they remember like a modernized version of it which mm. doesn't really work so you've got to go on like the quest to find like the original song sort of thing that could be quite interesting so there's a few ideas on the Marriott Lloyd a folklore based tradition which you could easily interpret in a number of different ways to make it an interesting creature in your rpgs so hopefully in case this is the last episode we do this year you will have an enjoyable christmas you know jingle those bells and all of that other good mm -hmm. stuff and if a marilyn does come knocking on your door make sure you've got a few verses to sing and probably not the crappy old like Christmas tunes that we get nowadays. <laughs> so until we see you again, take care, stay safe, and whenever you're playing, have fun. Bye. Bye.